right, welcome to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar, and tonight's guest is comedian, actor, Paul Walter Hauser. I want to take this time to uh, introduce a new friend to the show, Singles Only, uh, realtor Brad Feinsmith of D'April Properties. If you are looking for a new home and need someone who is easy to work with and easy to get a hold of, you need to call Brad Feinsmith at D'April Properties. My friend Brad is more than happy to help you with your real estate needs, and as a top producer at his company, he knows how to handle any and all real estate matters and and, uh, navigate you through this often confusing real estate market. Whether you're buying or selling, call Brad at 773-497-0870. I've actually known Brad for over 20 years, and he is easily the most fun and successful person I know. He actually should have been a stand-up comedian. But either way, I can guarantee you that he will make the process as fun as possible for you while helping buy or sell your home. So call Brad today at 773-497-0870 or like his Facebook page at Brad Feinsmith Realtor. The number again, 773-497-0870. And and, uh, check out his website at uh, www.bradfeinsmith.com. Give his Facebook page a like, will you? And check out his website. And actually, if you call him, tell him I said hi. I want to give a shout out to Scott Shapiro. I know some of you guys have heard about me being a lawyer, but if you have been injured on the job and need compensation, you may be entitled to payment that you don't know about. Not only payment for while you have medical treatment, but payment while you're off work and other compensation as well. Attorney Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers for over 20 years in Chicago. Call him at 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. The law offices of Scott B. Shapiro are a full-service law firm, and in addition to workers' compensation cases and work injuries, the law office can handle any and all of your legal needs, including entertainment law. All consultations initially free of charge. So do not take a chance and wait. Once again, 312-648-8800 or check out his website at www.scottshapirolegal.com. Call Scott today. And now for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. It's time for Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar, and riding shotgun is the queen of common sense, <laughs> the voice of treason, Patty Vasquez. Just because, you know, happy and in a successful relationship. Yes. How's that treasonous? It's treasonous. To your way of life. It's the treasonous to the podcast because the podcast celebrates being single, and you are the only person on the podcast at all times that is not. Okay. So therefore. <laughs> not single. Okay, fine. That's what it means. I'm treasonous. But, see, what um, I, see what I put up with? Yeah. But but I'm really excited for tonight's episode because uh, you and I have both talked about uh, the movie I, Tanya, mm-hmm. and how we are obsessed with it. Could not believe you knew the, steal, the, the entire movie stealer. Yeah. Stole the movie. I And I didn't know it was him. And I actually, on New Year's Eve, I'm going to tell this quick story before I bring him on. Um, I was listening or I was watching I, Tanya, and I was like, how do I know this guy? What movie was he in? <laughs> and then at the end... The credits roll, and I'm like, holy shit. This is Paul, who we performed together. Uh, we did comedy together in Chicago. Um, and I have a really quick story about him before I bring him on. I don't mean to embarrass you. But um, 
we had a show together six, six or seven years ago doing stand-up. And I remember hearing someone in the audience say, I really like that Paul guy. And I was so excited. I was like, wow, I made it. And I was just six months into comedy. And then they quoted your joke. And then I was like, <laughs> that's why you're the headliner. It was probably my mom visiting from Michigan. <laughs> Don't take it too personally. Paul um, Walter Hauser, welcome to the show. Hey, buddy. Hello, Patty. Thanks hey. for having me. Of course. It's um, exciting. Yeah, no, we. So when did we speak? We spoke like two months ago over the phone, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, we were on Patty's show. That's uh, it. We had you come on with the all radio. kinds of tech problems, and you were very patient. It's a little crazy, yeah. but we had fun. It was yeah. for the, the Oscars or something, or maybe it was. Some it was. Sort of it was when the, when within a week of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe the Globes, something like that. Maybe no, it was the Globes. Yeah, it was the Globes. Um, but yeah, no, I, I. Thanks for having me. I. So here's what I know, just to trace back. <laughs> I moved to Chicago. By, by the way, I did a brief stint in Oak Park River Forest attending Concordia University. Okay. That did not last long. Uh, <laughs> the Lutheran College? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Big, big, big Jesus guy. Um, but I, um, I ended up dropping out. And six months later, I booked my first movie and moved to L.A. from Michigan. So oh, wow. Okay. I was in Chicago for about a year, year and a half left. And then I came back in 2012, and I was working at a Starbucks in Rosemont at an MB Banking Center. Okay. And I know exactly which one you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. It was quite a schlep because I worked 40 hours a week there, and it was three hours round trip, an hour and a half there and back from where I was staying. Wow. So <sighs> it was... It was this sort of like, I had already done It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and a couple other films and TV stuff. So I'd already had sort of my, my feet wet and was doing well and then wasn't a good adult and screwed up and didn't have enough money and had to move home to the Midwest. And then I was in Chicago and, and I was like, you know what? I have roots in stand-up. I started stand-up in yeah. high school. I'm, I'm going to get back into the scene because they, they had and probably still have a tremendous comedy scene in Chicago. Yeah, mm-hmm. the home of uh, Kyle Kinane and Cameron Esposito, who had just left at the time when I was showing up. Right, and um, and so I started doing the bar scene, and I met you and a bunch of other terrific people, Chris Bader, Chris Bader. Yeah. I saw the other Two and day. Two half Persians, yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and you guys are doing shows, and you guys are very generous, like trying to get me on some lineups and showcases instead of just open miking it. Well, you. What happened was, is we had uh, an open mic back then that I hosted with Chris, and it was called Two and a Half Persians, and we had a contest. It was a competition, and whoever won the show won the. We'd have we'd have civilians, non comics, mm-hmm. judges, and uh, whoever won would be on our showcases, and Paul would win. And then he would be on all our showcases. Where was that at? At Merkel's in Merkel's. Uh, Wrigleyville. Merkel's. I got to tell you, I did not remember the name of that. And I had been there so many times. Yeah, I was in the back there. Didn't they give away gift gift cards, gift, gift card. certificates? Yes, the winner would get $25 a... $25 gift card. Originally, it was $50. Then it went to $25. <laughs> they started and then our budget back. cuts went to $10 gift card. Yeah, I remember that. I, won, I won Merkel's twice. Yeah. And it was like a big deal for me. And they were like... <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude, you got to stop showing up here. <laughs> so, oh, you uh, crushed it. I, I remember all the shows. So and at all the shows, everyone was like, wow, that guy is so funny. I'm like, yeah, he is. I'm glad you guys had and me at was, the, the Cubby Bear. That was yeah, my favorite. The Cubby Bear, that's what that was. That was my favorite gig I ever did in Chicago. I remember See, that. See, that's nice to have. It was like a bringer in a way, too, because we didn't know how to if people were going to show up. And it ended up being so crowded. They, see, they ran out of seats. So there was people in the back standing up. You have this huge place where it's all seated, yeah. and, uh, and I did a head count uh, that night. I still remember it was like it was over a hundred. It was oh, like well over hundred. Did yeah. they cut you some of that door deal with you? 
I don't remember. Did we screw you out of money? <laughs> Just Talk to I our lawyer. I, I, I don't <laughs> think I ever made any money from that night, but I know I got I a I did. got a drink voucher. I think. Oh, there you go. And <laughs> I think I I think I, I had a really good set. I remember you being really happy set. with how it went. I think you closed it out, maybe, or you were second to last. Maybe we made ourselves Something headliners. Like I don't remember. That but anyway, very, that's very smart. It was fun, but that's the roots. That's how I know uh, Paul and. Yes. Um, and I thank you for, for welcoming me yeah. back here in Chicago. It's a beautiful city. I thank you it. for doing the podcast. This podcast, however, is about being single. So the first question we have to ask mm-hmm. all our guests, are you single? I am. So how you are now a, ce- a celebrity in a major motion picture. How was your day? busy actor Did, did now. my yeah. mom write that part of the podcast? <laughs> I did. She's calling my in dad, later. Yeah. We're taking calls later. Uh, uh, did copy via Facebook. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I, I'm from the Midwest. I love Chicago. Spent time here from Michigan. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't answer the question. <laughs> how are you single? What was the question? Well, Can we curse you? on this, by the way? <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, know. What is it? Okay. It's encouraged. Ah, shit. We're talking <laughs> about real stuff. We get we right go. into it. After no, I'm, you just I'm an open book. It's not a good book, but it's an open book. What, what, uh, like how is, um, how is dating? Well, you're in LA now. So is, how has your dating life been out there? You know what? When I first moved to LA, which was November of 09, I was probably 60 pounds more than I am right now. I was a even bigger dude, but I had so much confidence and so much swagger that the first year I was in LA, I remember going on more dates than I ever went on back in Michigan. Because back in Michigan, you grow up in a small town with all these women who kind of look at you like a brother figure. Yeah, everyone, everyone knows each knows, other. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone kind of knows each other, and you make people laugh, and you're kind of that brotherly class clown type. So Michigan wasn't that great. And then I moved to L.A. and started having fun just being the guy at the party who's dropping his pants and getting hammered and getting everybody high and having a good time. Like, <laughs> I was totally that type of a dude. Um, but then after I left... Because uh, as I shared with you, I think I, I, I'm so cluster after right now. Am I like, did I tell you the whole thing about running out of money and moving home? Did I mention that? You mentioned that you moved home. Yeah, I moved home at one point after a year, year and a half in L.A. And that kind of like did a total number on my confidence. So I went from being the guy who's like, yeah, I'm, I'm booking jobs and I'm, I'm throwing parties and I'm whatever to kind of like feeling like this broken down mm-hmm. like person who screwed up their big break you know but so you went you came back home to michigan to michigan i went and literally worked at the meat market and bowling alley in my hometown where people are like hey i saw you on tv uh size 12 yeah, <laughs> and right. their bowling shoes like it was it was so demoralizing and yet probably what needed to happen for growth and all that stuff but that was a dark period of like very little dating very little of anything going on. Even in Michigan, when you, because I, I would think in a small town, you coming all the way, you were a celebrity in your oh, hometown. Oh, not even close. Not, I mean, it was, was it the opposite where they were like, oh, he didn't make it in LA or what? You know what's funny? Even like, like, and this is like ever true for me. Every time I go home, it, I'm not embraced like a celebrity. People are excited and they kind of knew that I was going to get into that line of work based on what I did in high school. But it's not like women aren't all over me like, oh, cool, saw you on TV or saw you at the mm-hmm. SAG Awards. Or like, there's no. It hasn't changed after I, Tanya? No, it hasn't changed at all. Wow. And if anything, they just want to, you know, can you watch my re- demo reel and give me oh. advice? Oh, no. That's what it is. I'm not getting dates. I'm getting demo reel coffee. Well, that's advice. LA. I mean, that's. 
That's L.A. And Michigan, you know, Michigan, most people are, are It's happening in Michigan, off. too? <laughs> and when I go home to Michigan, it's just everybody's already married and either yeah. miserable or happy. There's no in-between. That's true. That's how That's how life is. Are you, do you want to get married? Is that like your end goal? Very much so. I have really? three siblings. Okay. I have an older brother, older sister, and younger sister. They're all married with two kids apiece and genuinely, like, happy. Shit's not perfect, but they're like, they're all legit happy and and dealing with stuff so you associate that with marriage I do. I very much. Wow, you're like you cracked me open here. No, it's funny because just playing devil's advocate here. And you know what? I think I've put and I had somebody square me up this past week. I won't say who it is, but a friend of mine kind of put me in my place and said, you know, I've I'm in a marriage and it's and it's a nightmare. And you're kind of you're putting all of your eggs in this basket that your happiness is based on being with someone Mm -hmm. and it's entirely true you are i mean that's funny that you do that i could book a movie with i could book a movie with brad pitt tomorrow and it wouldn't make me feel the way i would feel if some woman i cared about wanted to go on a a second or third date or something wow have you have you been in a a long-term relationship like last more than a year Never never more than a year i've never I've never dated uh, longer than than a couple of dates or a couple of hangouts or whatever. Never. Is it because you're so yeah. busy? Like, or, or no, it has nothing to do with scheduling. It's a matter of uh, it's a matter of I'm a very there's something about me which you know you can't fully get out of audio. But when women meet me. I, I'm either this very sort of mentory paternal guy because I'm, I love helping people with career advice and reading their scripts, and I'm definitely uh, a work mensch in that <laughs> sense. But, but it's either, it either takes on that or it takes on the best friend or, you know. You go into friend zone pretty quickly. Or I get friend zoned within, it doesn't take days, it takes minutes to friend zone. A dude like me. And and by the way, I love and respect women and I don't want to force myself into some like uh some role that they don't identify me in. I get that. Right. You don't seem bitter about the fact that you're I mean, like a lot of guys, you know, hate I mean you get friend zoned? I get friend zoned all the time. But I, but I almost I I'm first of all, this show is I've said it before, is the biggest cock block towards my <laughs> career. <laughs> or not towards oh, my career, no. but towards dating because yes. Um, you know, they're like, so you don't really want to get married and you just like, I mean, I'm very honest when I go on dates and then, um, that usually cock blocks me because honesty is a real yeah. weird thing. And you also got to be, I had a, I had a pastor once tell us in this like uh, group setting, he was like doing a little class on being single, like, because all these people in this church setting are just like dying for to meet someone, you know, these young people in LA and he's telling them, he's like, you have to have emotional modesty. You have to know what to say and what not to say. Ooh, emotional because modesty. So what many does that mean? Emotional it modesty. manipulative. Meaning, no, no, no. It's brilliant. It's brilliant because what it is, is I used to tell everybody everything about me and not everybody wants to know everything about you. Yeah. You know, you have to know what to hold back on in that first date, what not to say. And I, and I'm not good at that. I'm very... You're an open book right out of the gate. Oh that- yeah, and it's I don't think it's all, I don't think it behooves. So me. he so the pastor is saying to people have emotional mod- modesty. Have emotional modesty and know that not everyone is ready for all your baggage or all your stuff. You need to uh, gauge that. You need to tiptoe. 
You know? I love that you're writing it down. Are you writing I'm down right, emotional oh, modesty? For sure. He's already I mean, said great. Two things I, that are amazing. I say this all the time. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm also like I'm overly honest, and I it's part of what makes me me, which I I don't regret that. But I regret being 31 and single for sure. Okay, That's you're young. 31. I know. I know. It's, That's so fucking it. young. With three <laughs> three siblings, we're all married off of kids. Yeah. That's their schedule, not yeah. yours. You're uh, so young. Or like, forget marriage. I say like single. I, I'm just not even like getting dates, dates really. I you know what? I had a really good impromptu date recently this this will kind of take the precipitation out of the weather here i um <laughs> i had an impromptu date where i went to the where did i go i didn't go to the oscars but i went to an oscar after party at elton john's party as you do as as people yeah. do sometimes yeah. with greta van fleet who played <laughs> from michigan it was actually way. greta van sustran that was a big uh oh, no. <laughs> Big, totally. big fluke. We were all excited. And then she a woman just stood up there and she's like talking about her book and stuff. <laughs> no, it was Greta Van Fleet. They're incredible. They're from uh, Frankenmuth, Michigan. Right. And my hometown is Saginaw, which is a stone's throw, which is... Uh, they're so good. They're amazing. They Unbelievable. Led Zeppelin. And, uh, and their song, Safari Song, is like one of my yes. new jams. I'm losing so my good. mind. I met their mom too. Their mom, because like two or three of them are brothers mm-hmm. in this band. Their mom is there, and she's just losing her mind. She's watching these kids play with Elton John. Yeah, it's oh, crazy. It was a, I I saw the. I think you put it crazy. on Facebook. Or oh, probably. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I put so, a video up. So what so, happened? So I'm there. I'm there. An impromptu thing where this woman texted me, and uh, and she was like, "Hey, I'm thinking of swinging by there. Uh, I might try to get into that party, even though I'm not on the list or whatever." And, I, you know, I've done that before. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll come out and say what up to you and your friends, see if I can help out, knowing damn well I can't get them into this party. It's mm-hmm. way too exclusive. I barely got in. Uh, so I go out there and see her. And we, like, kind of know each other but don't. And it's weird that she even knew that I was at that party. She just kind of assumed because it's a big party. And I go out and start talking with her. And suddenly I don't even care about the Elton John party. Oh. And mind you, some some people have just started showing up. Like some of the big names just started showing mm-hmm. up, and I don't care about any of it because this girl's really cute and really cool, and we're vibing. And I'm like, I have a car service. Where are you guys going? And it's her birthday. I find out, and she's celebrating her birthday. And she's like, We're gonna go to this uh, bar called Davy Wayne's in L.A., which is really popular, dancing and stuff. So I'm like, Okay, let me get my car. I'll get us a ride there. So I take us over there in in my car service drop us off her and I end up dancing we dance for like 45 minutes and like tore it up and everybody's watching us dance and doing the circle thing TMZ's and killing this. it <laughs> getting no, their shots no Tim is uh but it was <laughs> it was like the perfect little night and I kissed her good night and it was like uh-huh it was like a nice perfect like impromptu date night and that was I haven't had a night like that in a while so that was a big deal for me and how what was the follow-up yeah uh, follow up is I just I did get too busy and didn't get to uh, I had to leave town early for this uh, pilot that I'm filming here in Chicago so I didn't get that second date we we're going to go see Last of the Mohicans at the ArcLight in L A we're gonna do a With little Dana classic Lewis. Night. yeah right. and uh, and so it didn't it didn't end up happening but um, but we're still talking and we're still really into each other okay, so that's hopefully good. yeah I, I'm into her I don't know how she feels about me. Um, well, hopefully she'll hear this episode when we Yikes, yeah, because that won't freak her out. Oh, boy. <laughs> what are the, what's the tone of the texts? The tone of the... T- uh, very, like... Very just uh, chemistry. Like, a lot of, like, jokiness. 
and a lot of finishing each other's texts, finishing each other's (laughs) text switches. Um, No, you know what? You know what I love is when I meet, and this doesn't happen often, which is what kind of freaks me out about this uh, girl, this woman is I love when I can find someone who I can like get the banter with and we kind of get each other's sense of humor that's a pretty big deal. And I have that with her. So I'm like, oh, I got to find out what this is. I can't just, oh, I like that. I can't awesome. just blow past this. So that was, that was, you know, a recent win okay. for the many, many losses. What are, well, you keep saying these many losses. Oh, God. How are these, uh, first of all, how are you meeting uh, people in LA? Is it organic? Are these impromptu type things? Or are you on like apps? I tried the apps. I tried the online dating. Okay. And, nope. uh, didn't go well. It was more demoralizing. The the idea of like sending messages and getting nothing back. Oh no! Or changing your photos and thinking that this, you know, it it was very. There's a neediness to it that I don't like because I like I like just meeting someone and being genuine right. and being in the moment. And and it's it's almost like buying a billboard for your spirit, for your for your wiener like it's a billboard (laughs) it's just like it's not there's something very antithetical to normalcy about it and yet it's become the new normal Um, i'm just laughing at billboard for your wiener it's it's, it's so weird i don't i don't know i think it's so weird and i'm not good at it and you know all these other guys who treat women like crap but look amazing in these four photos they post Mm -hmm. are just cleaning up with a with a Mop and bucket, man, and I can't. Yeah, I mean a lot of visuals in that. that Yeah, (laughs) mop and bucket. But they're also very connotative. What are the What are the dating apps that you are using in these situations? Because, I, I I mean, Tinder, I think for the younger generation, is is a hookup app. Tinder changes by city. Does it? Because I got no traction in L.A. But then when I went and filmed Itania, I was on Tinder. I was getting way more. Where were you guys filming that? Likes or whatever they're called, swipes. Uh, I was filming was uh, that in, in Atlanta. Oh, okay. no, Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, oh, Georgia. Atlanta. Okay. All right. And uh, and I noticed way more way more interest. Oh, you want to hear something crazy? Well, you're like an Atlanta ten, like in L.A. Every, everything. Maybe I'm in L.A. You know, yeah. uh, it drops to uh, Celsius or whatever. But <laughs> what's the what's the story? Charts. Okay, get this shit. This is crazy. <laughs> Atlantic, this is crazy. Like what am I about to tell you? I went and got a massage down the street, maybe a half mile from my hotel. Amazing massage. This woman uh, beats the crap out of my back. It's it's amazing. I'm, I'm feeling genuinely rested and rejuvenated. And she's like got like comic book stuff on her uh, hooded sweatshirt that she has in, in, in the room and stuff. So I can tell she's kind of like a, a she nerd. And I'm like, okay, like... This is interesting. Like, there's, there's either something here, or I just feel great to have my spine realigned. Um, then I go on Tinder and and find that one of the what do they call it when the match? It's a match. Is that what it oh, is? Oh, yeah, it's a match. match. Yeah. Sweat. yeah. One of my matches, like a day or two later, is this masseuse. Oh wow! So after she'd seen you, she oh, saw yeah. you on Tinder. Well, there you yeah. go. And I was like, whoa. And then I find out she's like, yeah, I have a boyfriend, but it's like an open relationship thing. And I was oh. like, this is too weird for me. I can't, so I can't do it. I didn't follow up. 
You don't get in the middle of that. She's especially if she's Open telling relationship. Well, there's too many details here too, where like people could figure out who this is. Probably not. No one's <laughs> gonna. Who cares? There's no one's gonna figure. We it out. We only have one plus, listener. What's the danger of someone saying they're in My an open mom. relationship? You don't know if the other person knows that they're in an open relationship. You know, I I wondered you know, that recently. Right. So I'm, I'm just you know. You gotta... Also, I just I I don't want to be in anything messy. I've worked pretty hard to not you be messy. You don't need someone showing up at his trailer on a set and be like. <laughs> Get out of here. Just saying. No. I, I mean I've been I've been in a situation where somebody said they were in a uh, an open relationship and then I was like, Well, how does that work? And then and then it turned out that it was one sided. So, no. Yeah. How did I mean, it end? Like, did you get out scot free? You didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, it was an out of town. But um the whole <laughs> well, That's but, how you do it, isn't it? But different zip. But state, I, what happens code. in Des Moines? Yeah, yeah right. Sure. Des Moines. <laughs> what happens in Dubuque? Nobody in Des Moines is gonna hang out with anyone that looks like me. Um unless they really hate their dad. <laughs> <laughs> they real it's like we all have a Persian role is to, the new black, I think. We all have a role is that to play. Is Persian the new black? I don't, well, not now. Middle Easterns aren't on the on the hated list as much as they were. About not as a much year as the Mexicans. Mexicans. I think the Mexicans are, are pretty much. Yeah. It depends when this comes out. We'll see. We'll see <laughs> what uh, what's depends happening. what color hair you got. I right. guess. So that was a. So have you? You said that there were a lot of misses. You talked about the the, the pros. Oh, epic misses. What are those? What are those? You're talking about the ones. That you, were these online ones or like people setting you up or what? What? I mean, it's it's take your pick. It's like I've done. I've I've done everything where like I'll ask a close friend who I'm interested in and they'll be flabbergasted. I'll meet somebody at a bar or a social function and they'll give me their number but not reciprocate interest. Um, I literally I had some woman. She's like a musician. She kind of fanned out on me on Instagram and was saying how she loved my work on Kingdom and I Tanya and some of this stuff. And I was like taking the compliments and just being nice and cordial. I keep seeing pictures of her, and she's she's really she's just really sexy and very striking. Nora Jones you know? was it? Nora it was Jones? Nora Jones. Yeah, <laughs> oddly enough, sending me a lot of weird like close-ups on her clavicle, <laughs> just a lot of just a lot of shots of moles and stuff, a lot of birthmarks. No, she, this woman was very cool and very collected. She wasn't being flirty, but she was being very complimentary, and she's very attractive. And then I found out she's a musician. I listen to her music, and her music's brilliant. It's amazing. And I'm like, jeez. Yeah. Nora Jones has I some gotta, amazing songs. Dude, listen. <laughs> Angela Lansbury can still carry a tune. And I didn't even think she was on social media. I didn't know she sang. Oh, yeah. But Murder, she, Beauty she and the Beast. Wait, she I, was the voice of the... Oh, I'm thinking of Murder, Mrs. She Potts. Wrote. Yeah, she was... In, yeah. Is it the same person? Mrs. Mrs. Hotz. Is that the same? Is that she, the same? Yeah, the same. Yeah, she's been around for she's 100 years. She's the beauty years. of the she beast. Still, uh, she was in... Uh, she is still clearly, kicking. Clearly, she's on your she Instagram. Was, <laughs> she was on Broadway in Sweeney Todd. And, I like right. that we're I making mean, it less and less <laughs> possible to know who it was. That's good. Okay, so so what happened with... So, me and Nora Lansbury... No, she... I, I just, one day I just was like, cause I've done everything in humanity to get a date in the past. So I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm going to tweet at her and just public say, tweet. And public tweet. Nice. I'm going to do something I've never done before. So I public tweet and was like, Hey, let's get, let's do a, an AM date and let's hit a diner and get steak and coffee and eggs and talk. Cause like, that's what, what she think? sings about. Andrew Lansbury's. Mm. Yes. It's deep it's stuff. all AM menu stuff. <laughs> AM menu. Jeez. 
So you tweet. Is you tweet so, so you tweet she's it. a stand-up comic. She does thirty <laughs> minutes. She has a chunk on cantaloupe halves of cottage cheese. Oh, there could be songs about getting things. No, certainly. Yeah, it was. It, it didn't go well. She's got a boyfriend. She oh, was very. No. She was very. Which I just didn't know. And sometimes you don't know. Yeah. No. You can't so tell, yeah. and you don't want to stalk every bit of information to find out. So I just put myself out there, and and she was cool about it. And she's yeah. like, I still, I'm down to. Go to a diner with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, God. Friend zone, friend zone you got friend-zoned early. friend-zoned by Pat Benatar. That's amazing. <laughs> like, love is a battlefield. You know what, though? Too, and I'll say this, because I think a lot of people are confused by how... Because, I mean, listen, I am some, somewhat successful. I'm proud of what I do. I'm outgoing. I have a sense of humor. But for all these things, I'm very, uns- very uns- uniquely unsuccessful with women. But also, I'm not the kind of guy that's just going to, like, go out with somebody to get laid. That's not in my... Sure. That's not in my DNA. Uh, and that has stopped me from just not making random um, encounters with people just to just to Hook up. take my shoes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you had... Have you been propositioned by women since you've been uh, a celebrity? No. Come he on. seems very disappointed by that. I know. I don't, bel- I don't believe that. What was the for point a of all second. of I don't believe you. I, I believe that. There's no fucking way that someone's like just. I, no. I've had, Are you saying, he, you saying he's not picking bullshit. up on the cues? Either you're either you're lying on this podcast, and we're nothing if we're not accurate on this singles only podcast. Integrity. Or yes. All or integrity. And mics that work. Yes. <laughs> yes. And mics at work, or you're just uh, clueless as to women throwing themselves at you. There's no way. I mean, There's no way, Paul. I mean, would you say that women tried to throw themselves at Paul Giamatti after after the negotiator after yes. Truman? Why show? did I know you were gonna say that? Don't be saying no no more, motherfucker. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't see the movie. <laughs> I, do, I really uh, enjoyed that movie. Been, well, it's spacey, spacey, so it's tough to revisit. Exactly. A little uh, rough, but I love Paul Giamatti <laughs> in that movie. It's just an Anthony Rapp crying in a closet on set somewhere. <laughs> I who was I, in Dazed and Confused. I want to. Oh, who I love. He's brilliant. He, does a, he has a great role love in Anthony that Rapp. in that uh, in that movie. And he's so good in Adventures in Babysitting, which was shot in. Evanston, I believe. In Chicago. I think that's correct. Wait, who was he? Sure. He was he was the kid, uh, Keith Coogan's best friend, oh, the yeah. dirty little teen boy. Oh, I need uh, to watch that again. With Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I love Elizabeth Shue. Okay. I, here's right. what I think. Here's what I think. Let's go back to tangents aside. Yeah. I think I am in this boat with guys like Paul Giamatti, John C. Riley, Vincent D'Onofrio, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Those are the guys I idolize from an acting standpoint. And I am a character actor type. That's who I am. So it, it is not as propositioned as you would think. Also, L.A., L.A., uh, a lot of beautiful people, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot I of, understand yeah. that. But I am also going to call bullshit because if Paul Giamatti walked into um, any anywhere yeah. outside of L.A., he would he would be propositioned, especially right after the negotiator. Right, I after. would say even after the what was the definitely movie not that, not when he was the bellboy in uh, my best friend's wedding. Definitely not that. Oh, one, I love the, that scene. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Love that scene. <laughs> the cigarette. 
Yeah, she's laying on the floor. She's trying and, to get the wedding band. I'm sorry. And, we can no, just no, no, you're right. Later. And John C. Riley, same thing. I, I yeah, John I C. Riley after you. Gilbert Grape, people mm-hmm. were grabbing his his junk. I don't think so. <laughs> I think he was. I don't believe if that. If you go to somewhere small, Arkansas, Mississippi, all those places, Atlanta, they would be. Yeah. There's probably tens there. Women that are model esque well, throwing themselves well, at. I'd say even what I think Maybe Paul wants. Early. I think what Paul Sorry, wants though is something that's authentic and doesn't have to do with what he's doing. At, I'm not saying. I know. I'm just saying. I'm not saying he should say that, but to say that it hasn't happened is is disrespecting to this podcast. I believe Paul. I think he's the got ones, honest eyes. That's all I'm the, saying. The ones who have have been like some some like women on Instagram who are like living in Denver or mm. like. Denver's a Wyoming. City. I know, but it's like it's like from it like they have Sebastian Stan and by the way, God bless them, they're wonderful, nice people, but they have like Sebastian Stan photos all over their Instagram. They're like they're super fans who adore Sebastian who are like, oh, right. Hey, I would I would go get linguini with you or whatever. Yeah, menu. Right. Yeah, which is not a euphemism. I mean they'd actually we would get pasta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm just making the point that <laughs> I, I, I want someone to want to date me because they like me, not yeah. because I'm friends with someone they idolize. Sure. You know, that's Makes weird. Sense. That's weird. I know that you've talked about having a lot of failures. Do you have a type in mind, though? Someone who's your age, who's younger, older? Besides I'm attracted to every type of uh, woman in the sense of, you know, short, tall, Caucasian, Persian, African-American. I don't really have a type looks-wise. I have a type soul-wise. Okay. I need, I need somebody who can get real. Can I hook up with somebody? Can I do this again? Yeah, no, I know you hate Well, I wish time. someone would. That's one thing I've given my friends in LA <laughs> shit about. Nobody, nobody in LA like sets me up with anybody. So we're gonna have a we're gonna it's have a, a uh, we're gonna have a ringer show of all the guests when we have a hundred episodes, which I think we're approaching. You're gonna throw a mixer. We're gonna have a mixer. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a gonna be mic'd. <laughs> get a little leve- lavalier mic. Whoever's still chest. single will will still. Uh, I'm just saying there's a jujitsu expert who I know would be adorable for oh, a lot of just... <laughs> Oh, she's going to be on the oh, podcast. She'll be on tomorrow. Yeah. That's right. She'll kick I mean, next my time. ass. Well, here. You, 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 you like the massage when you were in Atlanta. I'm I just, do. Just, yeah. She's also an esthetician and a masseuse. She'll line up your chakras. Just All right. Like, okay, sorry. But but anyway, no point being, <laughs> um, yeah, no, very, very like uniquely unsuccessful women, but I know that it's a matter of time and sometimes some people do uh uh what's the word some people peak late like people you wouldn't even necessarily expect i think you expected a little more from me not trying to put myself down but i think there are like even like historically good looking people who have had trouble probably i I think uh, i'm gonna share something i never have before not about me but it's about my husband he was 28 the first time he had a serious relationship that that lasted more than and the first time he ever had sex and he's still with that person 25 years later. Oh, amazing. I'm just saying. That's a nice story. Makes <laughs> me feel better. I like putting it out there. Steve's a good I don't, guy. I don't think Paul is, is going to ever have a problem finding women. I think, I think honestly, I just think that you're either clueless to the, the cues that are being sent to you of women that are attracted to you, or you are also, like you said, you don't have a soul connection with the people that are, that are throwing themselves yeah. at you, unbeknownst to you. I don't know. I'm not a therapist. I've had some really, you know, it was another good night of like me feeling okay about me, which is ridiculous, but 
also a thing, you know, especially when, and I wasn't planning on saying this, but I'm also just really, I have no emotional modesty. I'm, I'm a 31 year old, I'm a 31 year old virgin also, which I wasn't planning on talking about. See, but, what? I, that's why I brought up my husband. But, I, and that's somewhat by choice, but also just, I haven't had a lot of swings at the plate. So it's not okay. like, it's not like I'm some like glorified nunnery person. I just, I just haven't had that many swings anyway. But I say this to say, there are moments where I feel so unsuccessful because of that, and I feel at such a deficit statistically. There was a night where I was out at a Golden Globes party, and I was on the dance floor because I'm a pretty good dancer. I can carry myself. I can move. And I was doing that with, with a friend, and some of the actresses I was dancing with, I was like, you're Hermione from Harry Potter, and yeah. you were on Mad Men, and you were, and these women were like like totally digging me and we were having a great time and we were dancing for like 40 minutes, me and these beautiful right. women that if I said their names, you know exactly who they sure. are. So like that nights like that restore my faith in me that it's like, okay, dude, I know it hasn't been a great scorecard. I know you don't feel up to snuff, but you're okay. You're, you're where you need to be, even though it doesn't always feel like it. You said partially for, um, by choice that you are a virgin. Is it because of your religious background or is it just, I know you said you haven't had swings of the play. I understand. No. That, yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's a lot of it has to do with, cause, cause I think that's the reality. If I wanted to, I could go buy a bunch of drinks, be really funny to some random woman and try to get laid. But I, that's not like in my, like I said, it's not in my spirit. It's not in my DNA. Sure. And I, you'd be surprised. There are more people that are keeping their virginity or for whatever reason are still virgins yeah. that a lot of people don't talk about. You know, I've met, I've met comics on the road who have, and I'm not going to say any names sure. because they've confided in me and have since gotten in relationships. But I'm just saying, I've known yeah. what, do you think dudes you're put, in their 20s and 30s. Is it something that you, it doesn't sound like it's something you, uh, are, are, are in a rush to, to change. No, no, I'm not really... Like in a, some people I'm, are like, I want to just get it over with. No, I'm not really in a rush to, to change that. And, and Although a lot of pressure for that gal. I, I didn't know when I... I think yeah. there's more pressure for me. I think I would... <laughs> <laughs> to, to be able to, to perform and not, you know, suck. Though I'm the type of person who I give a damn. So I would, I would go take the classes or <laughs> hit the gym or I would do whatever... <laughs> Whatever it takes what to make the, sure she's in in good there's, health. What are the there's some literature out there you can? Oh, take. there's a lot of up. stuff. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, there's porn. It's the '90s. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of no, 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 no. There, there are literal classes for intimacy and stuff. Okay. Physical adult and, and sex intimacy. ed. Adult. Well, sex ed makes it sound like I can't find the the destination, the hole here. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking. There are people. There are sexual like counselors and advisors who like teach you methods of stimulation and there are you know my dream is to lose some weight i don't want to i don't want to die a billion pounds i want to get in shape a little bit i don't want to be alexander skarsgård but i want to like i want to get down a little bit i want to shave it off and uh and all the guys that i grew up getting compared to like john candy and chris farley and belushi they all had a pretty pretty bad demise and i don't want that you know even even the guys who didn't od or whatever chris penn and and you know uh, John, James Gandolfini. Yeah, I have a desire to lose some weight, and that's also gonna, I think, improve my my game a little bit. You know. Yeah, I uh, I want to go out with you, and I want to just show you when we go out next time in LA. 
I'm just going to be like, see, that's a social cue of a girl that's throwing herself at you. You and me at Merkel's, man. <laughs> oh, get it done. Jalapeno <laughs> poppers and reeling the ladies in with the effortless bait. <laughs> Paul and Paul, <laughs> the Persian and the Lutheran. Don't forget your gift card. I almost said banging Michael's. it out as in like knocking <laughs> right. it out and it sounded very bad. So I didn't say it and then I said it. <laughs> we are we are out of time. Oh Aww. God, what a great mo- <laughs> What we a great thing to time. end on. I can't believe it, but we are. Um, I'll tell you what, for all the, you know what, maybe I was supposed to say the virgin thing, not because it makes me look cooler, because it, it sure as hell doesn't, but I'll say maybe there's somebody who listens and they feel self-conscious about it or they feel messed up. It's okay. Not everybody peaks and and shifts at the same time. Uh, yeah, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting for that person. I think she's somewhere. And you're, you've worked on big parts of your life. You know, there's part of your life that you've got. You know, going in the direction right. that you've wanted to. That you've worked really hard toward. You know, so there's... yeah, one thing at a time. I think uh, a lot of people would uh, rather be in your position, uh, being in such an amazing movie. Than having had sex with five girls in Atlanta, or the, are these the choices? I'm just thinking of different places. <laughs> my, what you just said is my new bio for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you could quote that, and then send us a Pat Benatar and be like, "Now, what do you think? Now, what do you think? Uh, we belong." Uh, you could sing it to her. I'm, try, I'm trying to cover think of one final <laughs> female singer reference. What do you think of that, Cara Diaguardi? She's like, I don't really do music. I'm in the music business, but I'm not a musician. Deborah Harry? Like, what? I'm sorry. No, it's too, I don't know the age demographic on your Instagram, but... Uh, what do you think were... about that, Demi Lovato? She's like, you didn't even get close on the pronunciation. I'm not going to date you. What was the girl? Oh, Kelly Clarkson. That was the one I was going to close on. But she's. Uh, and now you did sort of in a. Yeah, where, limping across the finish line. Paul, where can people see you in the upcoming uh, uh, shows, or where can they find no, out more totally. about you? I'll be I'll be in uh, Boston at the uh, the Nora Jones concert. It's at the <laughs> the Sleepy Inn Cafe. I. No, um, so I have like two scenes in Super Troopers Two that comes out yes. in a couple weeks. It'll be in theaters. I have uh, a few scenes in an episode of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I think that begins on Netflix May or June. And then I'm in a Spike Lee film with Adam Driver called Black Klansman, and that'll come out before the end of the year. I don't know when, maybe summer or fall. What about your personal uh, Instagram? I don't want to give out your Instagram because if if, uh, other (laughs) singer-songwriters are... uh, I don't want other singer-songwriters... If I get one more lewd photo from Josh Groban... (laughs) (laughs) You raise me up. Do you know what he's yeah. done to th- for that line for me? Um, he, or Natalie Merchant. I don't, Natalie, I don't, you know, these are days. I'm so sick of Natalie, Natalie Cole's Mer- family contacting me. <laughs> I'm just trying to like dev- see how far down the... <laughs> Ryan Cabrera won't stop sending me. Uh, I'm at, at P.W. Hauser on uh, Instagram. P.W.H.A.U.S.E.R. And then I think at Paul W. Hauser on Twitter or something like that. Okay. Excellent. Well, don't add me on Facebook. It's weird. I don't know you. Gonna... <laughs> well, thank you for accepting I my friend request. That. I appreciate it. Oh, you and I know each other. Yes. Yeah. All right. We've, we've, oh, now we've, now we've really met. Yes. Yeah, I, you know, I know. It's, it's but one he, thing. Could have, he could have said no. Yeah. It's one say. thing to have Patty and I because we know you. But if, if somebody like, oh, I don't know, Beth Orton or uh, I'm trying to think of other. Like, are you naming obscure... people that have tried to add me and I no, didn't say. Obscure singer songwriters. But John Mayer, I don't know. I can't think of any more. 
I am so Alex White from Chicago. No, I'm so fatigued from Jack Johnson showing me his Jack Johnson. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's. That's the, it. That's the Paul that's Hauser the, for the, the win. All right, that was this, this is another episode of Singles Only Podcast. Thank you, Paul, for coming in. Well done. Thank you, Patty, Thanks, as always, and thank you all for listening. Ooh.